And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. This is Why Always Us. It's your Manchester City podcast from The Athletic. I'm David Mooney. I'm joined by, uh, from his sofa in Manchester, Paul Bias. <laughs> Hiya, how are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. And as you might be able to tell, Sam Lee is uh, currently in Dortmund. Hiya, Sam. Hello, good evening to the right-leaning royalists out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, let's let's not open that can of worms so early on in the show, shall we? Uh, you can read everything on City and more in The Athletic right now for a pound a month for six months. Just go to theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod and sign up. That's theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod. Um, first off, Sam, let's get uh, an immediate reaction from uh, Dortmund because um, me and Paul have basically just sat at home and watched a nil-nil draw on telly and... Uh, was it was it better than uh, than the TV uh, kind of give it give it uh, credit for, or was it uh, was it just as just as uh, dull and delightful as uh, as we saw? Um, I mean, it helps when you got the atmosphere kind of directly there. I was actually thinking like I should get like European crowd noise just pumped into my living room while I'm doing an article <laughs> just to kind of, just just, just kind of just background beat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't great, was it? But um, I think by half time we decided. That it was so bad and so crap. Um, it's kind of easy to overlook that the second half was a lot better. And like, if you think about how many chances Dortmund had in the second half, you suddenly go, "Oh yeah." Um, so yeah, City, they kind of they had they had control of the game. I know that's I know that that is the aim of the game always with Guardiola. I mean, maybe to the point that um, you know, they they don't risk. We know they don't take risks in possession, but some some nights it's it's especially safe. And I think we've talked briefly about when is Grealish and Mahrez playing, and it's not necessarily because those two are well, it's not because those two are bad players. Um, although we'll get on tomorrow, but it's <laughs> because of the, the type of player that they are. They don't make those runs in behind, and also you get a combination of City not looking for those runs. Um, and that was the same tonight. Even though Grealish didn't start, you know, it was Cancelo who was on the left. And there just wasn't those opportunities. So they weren't stretching Dortmund in behind, and there wasn't a lot um, to shout about. But I mean, you could certainly say the second half was better. But then I suppose you could certainly say it was a very low bar to clear to get yeah. there. Yeah. The thing is, though, Paul. Uh, I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, City got the point they wanted to win the group, and they they don't need to push the boat out any further than that. And if you've got a, you know, if, if you're looking ahead to the, the the schedule between now and the start of the World Cup, you're probably thinking, let's let's manage the time quite well, and they've done that. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think that City right now are in a position in terms of a schedule and uh, and yeah, just the places they are at in the Champions League and in the Premier League, which is quite comfortable and quite good for them. If you ask anyone at City um, at which state they would like to be just like before the World Cup, I mean, I think that, yeah, uh, they must be quite happy about that. Uh, but yeah, just as Sam was saying, I think that the first half was not, well, it, it was quite bad from, from City. Um, then it got better, in my opinion, when when just John Stones dropped 
like into the middle and Gundogan and Bernardo were, were a bit like attacking midfielders. Um, but yeah, still not not a performance to, to, to remember from City, of course. Yeah, I, I, very different, I think, from weekend, though, Sam, in fairness, because I, 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 I felt the same about City's performance against Brighton, but that, I thought, was, was very much Brighton were, were very good and very and putting City under pressure, whereas this one was a, a, a kind of a, a let, let's, not, let's not exert ourselves too much. Uh, yeah, well, I, can't, I wrote after the Copenhagen game about, you know, it was City winning without really trying to win, and obviously, especially when they, mainly when they went down to 10 men, yeah, try and push, get a goal if we're lucky. But you know, if we don't, if we don't really get it, as no big concede, deal. We'll, we'll shake hands and go home. And it was exactly the same again. And it, and again, like, well, um, there was more chances, wasn't there, against Copenhagen when City had eleven you know, with the whole VAR mess early on. They did very well. But obviously, towards the end, there was a bit more um, the penalty, obviously, which again we'll come to. But it was just one of those nights when, whenever there was an opportunity to create something, you know, not. It wasn't the final pass, but it was, you know, if you can control this ball and turn and play the pass, then somebody will be in. But Foden kept messing it up. Alvarez kept messing it up. Um, Mares, you know, didn't actually mess up that, that many because he wasn't the guy to do those link-ups. But um, it just, like, Haaland was messing it up in the first half. Not nobody in that, those forward areas played well. Uh, but yeah, after, after the second half, it was good. And I mean, look, we're doing this before the press conference. Maybe news will reach us. There's, there's a reason that both Cancelo and Haaland went off, maybe both injured. I don't, don't think so. hope not. Um, but it just seemed like Guardiola went, I know how to fix this and I'll give you to a rest and we'll see what see how it goes. And then the second half went, now it went. And yeah, again, here we are. So I guess we'll kind of, I don't know, get on to bigger topics. Yeah, more recent topics, Brighton topics, whatever. Yeah, it's it's. I, I didn't clock that actually, but that shows how much attention I was paying. I guess Paul from my uh, from my sofa that I hadn't clocked since he finished with four centre backs on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, with four centre backs with no full backs. Yeah, it was quite weird actually. Um, I, I think that the changes of Cancelo and Holland they might be more like fitness related or just like just to give them. Uh, just a bit of a rest, basically, rather than injuries. Basically, because Haaland, if I'm not wrong, he came back to the to the bench after halftime. So I guess that if you have an injury, probably you stay inside for some treatment. But well, Pep is gonna solve or clear those doubts right now, I guess. Yeah, um, and I mean, the, let's let's talk into uh, the selection then, Sam, because I think the the, the big news to start with was that uh, Ortega was picked over over Edison. Um, yeah. No, no injury there, was there? No, and again, doing this before the press conference, so not fully ideal. But I, I, from what I gather, Guardiola said to BT Sport, it was a kind of no, I just he's not injured, and I didn't pick him, which you know is an opportunity to go in the press conference and ask and, and, and see what he says there. But it's interesting because you know that's a selection decision. I don't remember Edison being dropped before in the last five years or so that he's been at City. Um, so that I mean that is an interesting one. It, it's funny because to talk about the Brighton game a bit, I, I, I tweeted that his distribution being excellent. I didn't think anything more of it because you know he set up three. Well, he set up two chances and one which would have been a chance, but De Bruyne kind of overhit his path. Yeah, and it was just whenever there was somebody in space, which didn't happen often because of Brighton's man to man, he found them, and I thought I thought it was excellent. Um, but loads of people replied to me, and his distribution was absolutely shite. So. Uh, I mean, I didn't miss it. I didn't miss that. I watched the game. I I, I don't know. I mean, I've not watched it back since. I, I just I just think 
the passes weren't on. So maybe and maybe he tried it and it wasn't and it wasn't you know maybe he tried it and went out of play because the pass wasn't on. But I don't know. Yeah, I I just wonder, Paul, if it's because people remember that he passed it to Danny Welbeck at one point and that was it. Like, like the, that kind of sets the tone. And then after that, people go, "Oh, he's not he's not on it today." And actually, he was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was more than fine. Um, to be fair, I mean, Ortega gave me like the feeling that he is, if not I mean, as good as ever, so may, maybe like better. I mean, he looked like really comfortable with, with his foot, like with his positioning when he needed to go like out of the goal just to re- receive and get the passes. He was really good. Um, and, and I think that this result just gives him the chance to play two more games before the World Cup break, basically, like the next Champions League game and, and probably the Carabao Cup against Chelsea. Yeah, he was. Pro- I mean, he was probably going to play them anyway with City yeah. being through, was he, do you reckon? I've, I've, just, I've just seen the Pep update, which is only breaking news to us three, which probably isn't great podcasting. Um, <laughs> but why Harlan and Cancelo went off, Pep, Pep Guardiola says, Erling had a bit of a fever before the game, Zhao too. He was tired, Zhao as well. That's why. Okay. Uh, so they should be okay for weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if not, you know, it's not anything more to, to worry about, is it? So there we go. But everyone will know that by the morning anyway. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, breaking news for us. Oh, three, he also says else. And Harland had a knock in his feet as well. So there we go. Okay. So, nice. Something more to, to keep an eye on, yeah. Yeah, nice and specific, though. That's, uh, that helps us out. Yeah, um, knock in the feet. <laughs> um, Paul, just on, uh, just back to Ortega. Um his performance, as much as um, Dortmund didn't particularly threaten in the second half, there was a few good moments from Ortega in the first half with his with his handling and coming off his line. Um, but it, there was there was a couple of times where, like you say, he made a really really cool pass into somebody like through the pressure. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I was saying, I mean, he gave me the feeling that he's as good as Ederson, if not better. And I think that he made like a couple of saves in the first half, one two. Adeyemi, I think, and the other one to Mokoko, um, that were quite good. Um, so actually, yeah, um, something that City probably did not have with with Jack Stefan. Um, and yeah, um, I think that good feelings from from his first official game as a Man City player. Yeah, what was the feeling like about him in the stadium, Sam? Uh, well, I suppose that means my feeling. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just thought he was. I, I just thought he was fine, to be honest. Like good, but if that had been Edison, we wouldn't be talking about yeah. great performance yeah, or yeah. bad performance. It was just fine. Yeah, fine. Um, um, but I get. I guess obviously the context being first European game in a stadium like this could have been shit. You know, for a backup goalkeeper, it's not easy. So it could have been shit. So I suppose extra credit for being good. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, fair play, carry on. And I suppose again, the interesting thing if we're looking at bigger things, if, if Edison has been dropped, then obviously why. Um, and then who's going to who's going to be in goal at Leicester? Yeah, that's the. That, I guess that's the question that I was uh, kind of going to come on to because the ed- the only thing that I I thought about Edison at weekend was probably should have saved the shot that that Brighton scored. Sam, that was terrible. That awful. Like you know, was you know, was so many. I can't make my mind up. You know, should he have done better or has he got got a difficult job because there's a really difficult, you know, really high high possibility chance from the forward into one-on-one or whatever but this one it was just awful like, just, just use your arms mate yeah you'd have absolutely bought me if I'd I let that one in <laughs> uh, yeah I wouldn't because I mean who could be asked but I'd have been very disappointed <laughs> yeah looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24-7 US based live customer service from Discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime 
day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk Mares, Paul, because um, he's he's been one that I think a lot of fans at this stage now, uh, a lot of fans are, I, I'm seeing on, on social media quite, quite regularly, um, just play Palmer or just play Alvarez or just play somebody who isn't Riyad Mahrez. Um What do you think is going on at the moment? Basically, he's not sharp. He's not sharp. Uh, clearly, there's been like some issues that Pep wasn't happy with because Pep mentioned in press conference that he wasn't like really fit, that he probably could have been in a better, with a better weight um, and like, yeah, just be better in training. Uh, but just in in games, you could tell, I think that against Brighton, probably he was the worst player on the pitch for City that game. Um, and today he wasn't, he wasn't sharp, just above the penalty because uh, uh, Everyone can miss a penalty, um, and we, we we know that at City. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why do we know that? Yeah, yeah, um, but, but, but yeah, I think that now Pep with Mares is is doing one of those things that um, I gotta play him, and I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get him back from the bad place he might be in, um, because at some point of the season he might be useful, and if he somehow he recovers that that spark, he's gonna be useful for City. So I think that's. That's the way Pep is handling it. But uh, having said that, if City had to play the final of the Champions League tomorrow, I'm quite sure that Marez is not going to start. Yeah. Sam, in terms of, of his recent performances, I mean, the, the difficulty, I guess, is as much as Guardiola will want to play him into form, if you've got somebody like Grealish who is coming into form, having to sit on the bench again and again, like it's, it's not going to be, it's, it, like, you're not going to be happy if you're Jack Grealish, are you? No, I thought that before the game, but also it, there was the kind of the promised Jack Grealish revival seemed to be kicking in a bit. And like, again, to go back to the Brighton game, when it got to, like, I don't know if it was 20 minutes in or maybe that after City City scored the first goal, it was like, Grealish, if you just score in this game, it's so much better for everyone. Like, yeah. it's, better, it's better for you. Like, fans will be off your back. Everything, you know, the whole... You, oh, you could massage the stats to whatever it would be, like two goals in five games, if you go back to the Wolves game, or two in four that he started, or maybe two in three, whatever it would be. Um, and I can't remember, but the Southampton game's the same, maybe, I think it was. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. To answer the question, Grealish would certainly be thinking, "Well, why aren't I starting?" But also, in the last couple of games, he's not been brilliant either. Um, but I was, you know, I'd say I was very surprised that Mara's played again tonight, and I'd be amazed if he plays at the weekend yeah. uh, against Leicester. And you know, like, it's interesting because you know Guardiola did that thing where he brought up publicly off his own back that he was waiting for Mara's to get to his level, and then he discussed it when he was asked about it. So he did that twice, and then he discussed it when he was asked about it. And then he's, he's only got worse, Marius, in my opinion, since then. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that 
I'd just like to think he wouldn't be starting again soon. You know, just, there's there's other options. But then you know, people saying play Alvarez. Went, oh, maybe, maybe it's unlucky because you know the Copenhagen game was tanked completely by the red card. Um, but I mean, Alvarez hasn't been Alvarez hasn't played well when he's come on for a while now either. You know, the kind of excitement about him has fizzled out for now. I'm not saying you know he's going to be a bad signer, but that excitement, you know, when he came in and he was looking really sharp and scoring a couple of goals against Forest and all this kind of thing, it looked like okay, he's settling in well. But now it's like okay, yeah, this actually is going to take a, bit, a bit longer of time. to settle in. And then the other one's Palmer. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that that Julian Alvarez, it seems quite clear to me that when he plays, uh, Pep doesn't want to play him like on the right wing. Um, it's just like a given. When when Julian Alvarez plays, as long as doesn't matter if Haaland is like playing up front, um, they are kind of forming this partnership up front and that requires Julian Alvarez to, to, have, like, to have like someone else on the right wing. So that kind of makes it, makes it difficult to replace Mares by 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 Julian Alvarez. Um and then just like following with 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 Riyad Mares, Pep has just spoken on BT Sports about the penalties and he said that of course it's a problem since I was here we missed 25 penalties mostly in the Champions League. <laughs> That's not good enough. Always I admire the courage but we missed a lot. So it's quite remarkable that he knows the exact number of penalties that they missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, penalties award. Mares is on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, Mares is on the pitch. Paul. Um, next time penalties awarded and Haaland isn't, he's not taking it. Surely, is he? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I think that there is Gundogan on the pitch as well, who has missed some penalties as well, but he's regarded as a good taker. So, yeah, I guess that's the next one probably yeah. for Gundogan or for someone else. Yeah, Sam. What about Mares in in terms of in his own head at the moment? Because he doesn't look like. I mean, as much as as you see, sometimes players can play their way out of pad patches of form like this. Um, I kind of wonder what missing a couple of penalties in in this spell will do for him. Because it's I, I, he doesn't strike me as the sort of character that will will come out fighting. If you know what I mean. Uh, well, I mean, we don't really know a lot about his character, do we? Because there's he's one of those people that doesn't do a lot of interviews and we don't see his that warm side and you know when they sit down and do each other's you know FIFA ratings or whatever there's there's not many of those um I even thought there was that with like with Raheem Sterling to an extent um but yeah there's a few players like that um it's harder to warm to them because you just don't see them off the pitch and then you've only got on the pitch to go by and then when you've only got on the pitch to go by and you're not playing well you get a lot less slack yeah. you know we, we all become body language experts yeah yeah exactly so what's I mean what I don't. I mean, I don't know. You know I, I, he had a slow start at City, like everybody normally does. I mean, you know, became really important. Now he's kind of had his God. I don't, I don't want to say his first lump. I'm sure I'm forgetting some big ones that people will tell me. Um, but in terms of playing himself out of it and turning it around, I just don't think he's going to get the chance now. Like if he starts against Leicester at the weekend, then fucking hell, what's, what's going on? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know how he's going to react. I don't know. Any, I don't know anything about him other than what he does on the pitch. Um, what I would say is, it's good that he manages, like a lot of other players, to come out of the team and come into the team and still keep scoring. Like last season, he didn't play at all at the start of the season, but he was always good in the Champions League. Didn't play in the Premier League. I mean, always scored in the Champions League, and then you know he, he ended up scoring enough goals again and doing well. And obviously, he, he scored a lot of penalties in a row until this run he's on now. Um, these, you know, I guess these things happen to anyone. Um, he's certainly been bad in terms of how he reacts to it. I don't know. But like I say, you wouldn't think he'd get many chances now. 
Yeah, I think it's three in a row he's missed now. Um, off the top of my head, West Ham and then the two in the in the Champions League this season. Um, with uh, with Haaland scoring the other two. Um, uh, what do you what do you expect from uh, the front three for uh, for weekend, Paul? Uh, because as Sam mentioned before, maybe maybe it wasn't Foden's finest game this evening either. Yeah, um, let's let's make a gamble. Let's make a play. But um, well, let's see how Holland is. Basically, um, then I'd say that probably Grealish because he's he, probably Pep owes him a start. Um, and why not Grealish and Foden? Um, I think that yeah, maybe despite the fact that Foden hasn't played well today, I think that he has been City's best player for the last couple of weeks for sure. Yeah, um, and of course Leicester, Paul, uh, coming into a little bit of form just at the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, I guess that's that's something that you could expect from from Leicester. It was not normal the place that we that that they were in the Premier League. So I guess that. Um, it's nothing unexpected from City. Um, and we can expect as well Pep saying on Friday's press conference that they are going to one of the toughest pitch in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, quick word uh, on John Stones, Sam, uh, because uh, Paul uh, Paul said to me, a um, little peek behind the curtain before we started, uh, best player on the pitch tonight. Um, do, you, do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, probably. At uh, half-time, I thought we were going to win. Um, you know, then the defenders, the defenders are doing well, weren't they? Just in a kind of competent way. But obviously, Gundogan was knitting things together a, a bit more. Um, and then as the second half went on, Gundogan maybe less so. A few things went less his way. Um, Stones, yeah, considering he was right back, centre back, he was stepping into midfield at the end to play a double pivot with Rodri. Um, obviously, there's not too many other candidates elsewhere. So, for the sake of a snappy answer, I'll agree. Yeah, uh, Paul. What 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 was it about the performance? Was it simply that that versatility? Yeah, yeah, and I think that he was like so clever in terms of like reading the game. When he was playing as a right centre back, he knew when to carry the ball, when to jump to pressure. Then when he went to midfield, he was really good next to Rodri. So yeah, I think he's a guy that he understands really well the game. He reads really well the game, and as long as he's fit, because we have to remember as well that it was his first game after coming back from injury. We just not easy for a player to perform like that. So, yeah, I think that he was good. And I think that Pep was happy because I could see one one moment when he just ran to carry the ball and the ball went out of the of the torch line and Pep just, like, pressed him and just, like, uh, spanked him on the back and said, yeah, okay. Yeah, a massive slap on the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, 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 like, good one, mate. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he's a fan of doing that. I think Guardiola uh, yeah, with Stones. So there is, I mean, there is something I can't explain what it is, but from a fan's point of view, Sam, like I'm, I'm really pleased for Stones and and really pleased to see him back in and and kind of uh, again, it's his first game back from injury, but it, it uh, you know, he's come through what ninety minutes there and 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 been able to to kind of play two or three different roles on the pitch. He's uh, like, I, I think it still dates back to. How it how we talked you know years ago about how he was close to leaving City and, and being out of the side and then being able to kind of recover and, and get himself first choice a couple of seasons ago and now fight his way back again, um, like his his role in this in this squad um, and his his kind of position I think is, is is quite interesting because he's he's one of the players who I guess might have might have not been that that keen to see a Kanji come in because he's is another one who ends up fighting for the place and yet here he is putting in these sorts of performances. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's kind—it's of, sink or swim in that respect, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, given he was kind of so 
far down the pecking order a couple of seasons ago. Um, and Garcia and was then, ahead of him for a spell, yeah. Massively, you know, there was there was times when he was left out of the squad altogether. Garcia was ahead of him. It just just wasn't working, was it? And then obviously the season after was that the one that's it was the high, the full behind closed door season. Obviously, it was really good. Yeah, him and um, Diaz. But you know, Guardiola's made a few comments, hasn't he, this season about you know we it, it's something along the lines of he doesn't stay fit all the time. So that's obviously a bit of a bugbear. Um, but yeah, I mean to to come back in and perform reliably is very admirable. Like I said earlier, um, with Mares, you know, in the past, you know, to be out in and out of the team and to still play at a high level is not easy. Um, so for Stones, especially when it's you're throwing fitness problems there, it's even more impressive. Um, but yeah, again, nothing probably like Guardiola has been saying recently. The, the challenge, the main challenge for him is to stay fit because his performances. I don't remember any major Stones performance issues over the last couple of years. No. Um, which again is 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 impressive considering just how you know badly things were going for him in that uh, 1920 season. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com/courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's finish with uh, a word on uh, Erling Haaland, Paul, because uh, I think in, in, th- there were some elements of uh, people that I follow on Twitter a little bit disappointed to see that he started the game uh, this evening, I, I guess because, again, City needed a point to be sure of winning the group they're already through. And it's almost a case of you can't you can't necessarily rely on him to be constantly in the team every week. Um, I mean, you've, we, we've seen this week about uh, how, I think you've written about how City have um, been managing his, uh, his injuries yeah 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 yeah. Uh, I mean at the same time you I mean you consider and you wonder about if it was the best option just to start him today but at the same time some of these players they just it's good for them just to keep playing I think that the role that Haaland has on this Man City team helps him uh, as well just to not get injured um, as he did last season basically Um, but yeah I think it was more like just um, just to keep uh, competing, keep playing, and just keep staying on feet. Uh, but at halftime, I guess that Pep saw that it wasn't probably like his game or the, or his type of game. Plus, he wasn't on the best condition, and that that's why he was off. I mean, as long as it it doesn't affect him um, being in the, on the weekend, I guess that there was nothing wrong with that start. Yeah, um, Sam. The uh, the thing we always say about Guardiola and players is rhythm, though, isn't it? And like, it, it's not just a case of Haaland is. We call him the robot, the, the, this kind of cyborg machine that scores goals. But you can't again. He's even that. You can't just drop him into the team and expect him to hit the ground running if he's had to have the week off. You know what I mean? Or can you? I don't it? know. So, well, exactly. Certain players can. Um, certain players can. Certain players can't, and we don't really know with Haaland because. He has just been dropped in at the start and it went well. 
um, with a with a bit of you know they were careful with him at the start of preseason, and then you know he had a couple, I can't remember how long it would have been a couple of weeks, and it was fine. And then since then he stayed in that high rhythm. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess we have to see. I mean, the thing is, you know, if they are kind of managing little knocks here and there, then that that becomes the problem. But in terms of being out for a week and then coming back in, you might be able to do it. Um, you know. Guardiola always says, well, who's, who's, who's he said is like that? Sterling in the past, I think he said Foden. Uh, I think he said Cancelo as well. Mahrez possibly. Um, so, yeah, uh, we don't know yet. But again, hopefully he's not off for too long to, to, to know that. But again, I suppose you could look at his Dortmund record. Um, but 86 goals in 85 games or whatever it was suggests that he was um, fairly consistent. Yeah, Paul. In terms of uh, of injuries, what what are City doing differently at the moment with him? Um, yeah, basically, um, City. What like the plan that they had was like really focused on summer um, and on the precision. Um, in terms of Pep has mentioned in press conferences that he came through a small surgery. Um, then, as as soon as the training sessions like started back at the at the start of July, if I'm not wrong, at the 11th of July, City knew that he wasn't like ready to start training. So they decided basically just to keep him apart, um, wait for like the right time just to get him involved. And he didn't have the training session until the United States. And even when he had like four training sessions with the first team, they just decided not to play him because they felt that um, like the best thing that they could do with Haaland is just to wait for him being in full force to start the competition. Um, on the on the community shield, he started, and then what in the Premier League we saw basically what we saw. Um, and now it's just a matter of like um, staying with the physios. City is a club that they invest quite a lot in the medical department, and I think that you can see that Haaland is quite happy with them and with the treatments that he's having by the fact that he just um, asked one of the physiotherapists basically to uh, go along with him to Norway to the international break. So did this like. Um, uh, common circumstances made like happy just uh, made Haaland just be in the best possible state right now yeah yeah um, just want to finish Sam uh, you would have heard this but me and Paul uh, will have had this unless Paul was watching on uh, on a, a different station but uh, Steve McManaman at one point on BT Sport said uh, that one of the Dort- uh, Dortmund defenders doesn't want to get into a foot race with Erling Haaland uh, and it just made me question what like if you had to go in a race against Erling Haaland but you could choose the category like like what mm. what race would you definitely win against him um, uh, I asked, well, I asked yeah, Twitter, and uh, Twitter came up with uh, egg and spoon, which I'm not having uh, because, no, no, no. like, uh, even even if his like coordination is not great and he's dropping the egg and spoon, he's still quicker than you, so he's he's winning that one. Um, someone suggested well, Mario Kart, which, yeah. Okay. Um, someone suggested Mario Kart. <laughs> terrible at Mario Kart. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but he's a footballer, and so like, what do footballers do when they're when they're not playing football? They play video games, and they're on the yeah. Switch and the PlayStation. Yeah, or whatever, but so. mate, he's not in his mid thirties. That is true. <laughs> yeah. We weren't played it. Yeah. Um, horse racing, somebody suggested, but then that means I've, I've got to know how to ride a horse and I can't do that. Yeah. Like, Harland would just weigh the horse it. down, but I can't yeah. I can't do it. Um, one suggestion was changing the bed sheets. Because um, I, I, I like this one because I'm almost certain that there's no chance Harland has ever changed his own bed sheet. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. So uh, I like that one. Um, type in was one. Um, I don't know, young young lad will will know how to type, but yeah, transcribing maybe. Transcribing, yeah. <laughs> um, and then transcribing the final suggestion. His, his 
Yeah, the final suggestion was a, a funhouse-style obstacle course, which, again, I am, I'm not just having. N- just no chance with that. Yeah, he, he bulldozes his way through each one of them. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, before, like, even though you're in the ball pit, he's, he's straight in and out the ball pit with, you know, with minimal, uh, minimal effort. So, Sam, are you, are you suggesting transcribing is, uh, is, your, is your skill that you would beat him on? Um, I suppose we'd have to be, wouldn't it? Something yeah. lazy and computer-based. But in terms of egg and spoon race, there was a um, athletic sports day in the summer, and our team won. So I've I've certainly got four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Paul, about uh, about yourself, any any races that you could uh, that you could beat Harland? Yeah, up? yeah. I'd say that my skill would be like um, just guessing random numbers from Premier League players. I guess that he would not be. <laughs> I forgot about this. We've we've covered this this territory before on the show about how how you know. Really, did dinner yeah. on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like that dinner was like bad. I mean, they were going like just to mess with me, basically. Uh, that's. I mean, yeah. yeah. He's, he's probably he's probably not that well versed. My my only thought for me was editing a podcast, which I'm going to have to go and do after this. Um, yeah. I, 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 the, the fact that I can edit a podcast quicker than him, and it, all it did was make me feel really sad that I haven't achieved anything with my life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, it's better than transcribing. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Barely, but it is. Yeah. Well, uh, Sam, we're going to let you uh, dash off towards uh, the Dortmund mix zone. Hope you can hope you can uh, get some interviews for uh, that we can maybe use later on in the series, or that uh, we get something. Uh, some oh yeah, interesting stuff. Got a good um, one last week that we can use once I do the article. Yeah, um, so uh, I'm going to let you go off and do that, and that brings us to an end for this week's Why Always Us. So, thank you to Sam Lee. Thanks very much. And to Paul Bayus. It's been a pleasure. Don't forget, you can sign up to The Athletic right now for a pound a month for six months. Just use the code MANCITYPOD. The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.